Hey guys, welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Arias. And in this episode, I'm speaking with Ashley Hansen. I think whenever you are not having those strong, courageous conversations with team members that could use some improvement here or there, if you're not brave enough to have them in the end, you're only hurting that person. You're only hurting that team member. If they're making a mistake and they don't know about it, they can't fix it. So, you know, learn different ways to communicate, you know, hey, next time, let's try this. Or is there something that you're not understanding? Please, you know, I'm here for you. Let me know. I think that that is so important. I also think when it comes to communication, the more that the doctors and the clinical team can communicate with the front office, the more smoothly the entire office operates. But that requires practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... We all think that everything's just going to kind of come naturally, and it doesn't. She has 17 plus years of training, of knowledge, uh, working with practices. Uh, She currently works in a practice, and uh, she discussed some major mistakes she has made and has had to constantly keep adjusting. We also discussed why she went cloud-based and how did that transition go from her practice management system. Um, she decided to completely go cloud-based. And so what were the, some like you know things that she had to adjust and learn from that? One thing I like that she mentions is you're never going to master the game of dentistry. So do a lot of research and keep learning. So that's something super important. I asked her what's one of the most difficult things she's, she's seen and by far, one of it is how handoffs are made from the front to the back and from the back to the front, actually. So um, we discuss uh, systems that she's implemented in order for that to work and also how to get more Google reviews, how to be intentional with that. So, guys, without further delay, here is Ashley Hansen. Ashley, how's it going? It's going pretty good today. That's good. If you don't mind me asking, where are you located? I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, nice. How's the weather like over there? The weather? Yeah. Depends on the day. It's Memphis. <laughs> But currently today, it's gloomy. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of nice then. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, too, I mean, it's warm, but just not pretty. Oh, never mind. It's not that nice then. Yeah. Kind of like regular. Yeah. Awesome. So I know I'm originally from Texas. So we kind of have like a barbecue debate all the time with Kansas City, Memphis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I will say my family is from Texas and there is nothing better than Texas brisket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down wins the brisket. Yeah. I think um, I 100% agree with you on that. The yeah, totally. Thing, just super plain, super plain. We just smoke it for a really long time, post oak wood, and then let it happen. Mm-hmm. But awesome. All right. So we're going to jump into your life right now. So, Ashley, before we get started into like the business and everything, tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today? So I started in dentistry at the tender age of 20. I actually came as a temp employee for dentists in Memphis. So just be there kind of part-time. I had a young child at the time, so I didn't really, I didn't know which way I was going, to be quite honest. Um, I started there and computer systems came naturally to me. You know, working on quickly came naturally to me, I'm sure, because I was so young. So I started working at um, Dr. Scott Edwards and Dr. Greg Kemp's office. Um, when I was 20 years old, eventually they moved me to office manager where I trained new employees and helped them keep business straight. I stayed there for 17 years. 
and for 17 years, <laughs> I decided to take a leap of faith. Um, now, I thought about that decision to change for about two years. Mm. We had this great sales rep that would come in. He was with Henry Schein. Um, we always had great conversation. He knew what I did. Every other Thursday he came. I called him salmon pants because he wore these pants. Uh, <laughs> well, he left Henry Schein and um, our new rep. I knew him as well, Louie. I was like, Louie, what's going on with Jeff? And he was like, well, he's been, he had been talking about opening up this um, DSO with two doctors in town. And so he he did it. He and, and Dr. Wade Clayton and Dr. Drew Mefford, they came together. Uh, Dr. Clayton and Dr. Mefford had a private dental practice that they both owned together. So Dr. Mefford, Jeff, and Dr. Clayton came together to form Bolano Dental. He had been doing this for maybe six or eight months. At the time at my previous job, I was getting kind of bored. I had been doing the same things. Nothing was changing a lot. I really like to study. I like to learn. I like to be challenged. And I was just losing the challenge career. And I knew that dentistry was my career. It wasn't my job. So I, I reached out to Jeff one night, just in an email. Hey, how are you doing? I'm getting kind of bored. I know that you're very well in the dental community. You've got a great network. What do you think? And he was like, hey, why don't you send me your resume? I was like, I don't have one, Jeff. <laughs> well, I've had this job since I was 20. <laughs> the only other place I've worked is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so the point went up. And here's an application. I was like, I'll send an application. We'll see what happens. So, you know, a few months later, he hired me at their uh, Bolano Dental Bartlett office. It was the biggest practice. They had already purchased one other practice from um, Dr. Henry and Dr. Ashlock, who stayed on. Anyway. Hired me to come to their, their biggest office. They weren't going to have an office manager. They needed one. I started there. It was very challenging. They had, had not had any leadership there. They hadn't had anyone holding people accountable. But before I accepted the job, I told Jeff, can I please come to that office and just do my way around? If I don't get along with these people, what if the dentists don't do good dentistry? I have to work somewhere where I can be morally and ethically sound. Sure. I went over there. Was, you know, I was there maybe 30 minutes. And I left and I was like, Jeff, I accept the position. Like, I know I can do something. So from then on, it's been all Bolano. We have grown and grown and grown. Absolutely love it. So then how many locations are you at right now? Currently, we have four. Four locations. And you started off with one, right? Like you started off at the very beginning. At the very beginning, I only worked at one. Okay, okay, gotcha. I had three. I worked at one. Um, but since then, we may not have actually, we've only really gotten one additional location, but we've had two dentists retire, and we have absorbed their practices. Um, we also had one dentist in town that retired, and we did not take on his practice, but he endorsed our practice for his patients to come to. So we've had this huge influx of his patients. We also hired his hygienist. So 
that the patients feel comfortable and they like coming to see us. So yeah. a lot of growth, not necessarily in buildings mm-hmm. <laughs> per se, but in our team, a lot of team growth, a lot of patient growth. We're just really proud of it. And I think that Bologna has got a really good thing going. Yeah. No, that's great. That's fantastic. So let's rewind a little bit. You said you were training for about 17 years, right? Like training other team members kind of throughout the time. I trained them. I did a lot of accounts receivable. I like to research and dig insurance claims, outstanding insurance, getting everything paid. That That's definitely kind of, I like the numbers. Yeah, that's good. So then what were some major mistakes you had to keep training on that today you still have to do? Like from 17 years ago, you're like, I got to continue to keep pushing this button, telling everybody you got to keep doing this because you still see the mistakes today. The mistakes I still see today? Yeah, even from 17 years ago. So I think in dentistry, you always have to be ready to play the game. That means you have to learn the game. You are never going to master the game. You have to keep learning. There's not front office manager university. <laughs> There's not a, no such thing. So you have to do a lot of research on your own. I learned that really early on. One of the other mistakes that I think that I made younger as an office manager was just having an open communication and having those courageous conversations with team members. I still don't love it, but I do it better. Uh huh. Where do you see like the mistake in that? Because I know having open communication, I don't know, maybe you could be fearful. Maybe you're like, they're pretty cool, but I don't want to. Where do you see like where we need to be better at that? I think whenever you are not having those strong, courageous conversations with team members that could use some improvement here or there, if you're not brave enough to have them in the end, you're only hurting that person. You're only hurting that team member. If they're making a mistake and they don't know about it, they can't fix it. So, you know, learn different ways to communicate, you know, hey, next time let's try this. Or is there something that you're not understanding? Please, you know, I'm here for you. Let me know. I think that that is so important. I also think when it comes to communication, the more that the doctors and the clinical team can communicate with the front office, the more smoothly the entire office operates. But that requires practice. Yeah, I think we all think that everything's just going to kind of come naturally, and it doesn't. I have not understood why for the last 21 years, why handoffs are such a problem between the front and the back. It's always been a problem. How, how have you seen that? That's like problem. That? Where's the issue with handoffs where you're like, if we were just to clean this and this and this, it'd be perfect. I think the issue with handoffs between the front and back basically is... The back thinks, okay, well, we just did this. All we did was adjust their crown. So, okay, you're done. Bye. Mm-hmm. And at the front, they're like, wait, hold on. Who is this patient? Just because they only did that, that mean they don't have a balance. You have to stop them. Let me know what they're coming back for. And now at Bellana, we've gotten a lot bigger and we have more patients. We have more team members. Sometimes we have a front office team member that comes from one location to the next location don't necessarily know how long this doctor needs to see the patient for next. So we, at our office, we've really been working hard, hard, hard to get these handoffs right. And what we've ended up doing is kind of having the the front push back just a little bit 
when the patient or when the assistant brings the patient, or the hygienist brings the patient, and they don't have the information for the front, would just say, you know what, I'm sorry, I can't complete this appointment. Can you please go get this information for me? Do they, do they roll their eyes or anything like that? Or, or is that like your sign to be like, they, they're not going to be a good fit for us. They shouldn't be doing that. Oh, they don't. No, they, would not, they don't roll their eyes in front okay. of them. But, you know, they're like, okay. So we've even kind of put it on the doctor. Hey, you know that this clinician needs this information. They're going to make sure you don't leave the room without getting it. It makes you work as a team, which is so important. Like, that's so important. You have to work as a team. And whenever you're kind of holding everybody accountable, each department, it's very helpful. Yeah. What info do you normally see that people, the back normally tends to leave out? Uh, normally it is how long they need to come back for, or like as in time, how long the doctor needs to see them, or putting an emphasis on the treatment. You know, oh, they've got this one little feeling on tooth number 21. Doctor needs to see him for 30 minutes. Okay. And so the patient's like, oh, I can just do that, you know, in two years. As opposed to Ashley needs a crown on tooth number 21. Doctor needs to see her back within the month. And they're like, oh, okay. So it kind of creates a sense of urgency. And the patient knows then that they really need that work done. It's not just a, you know, whenever. Yeah. Kind of like simplifying what you're saying. And having that tone of voice. So when you said time, is it like normally the info that they need is like time? Like, oh, in six months they need to be back? Or no, you'll be back next week for like two hours type of time. That type of time. So an urgency on the procedure, mm -hmm. the amount of time that the doctor needs with that patient. Okay, that's good. And those are the main two things you normally see where you're like, oh, this is the info that we're always, even till today, you're like, we're always missing this. So then how are you, how often do you say it to someone until they're like, are you not getting it? Like, how do you tell them to? We just um, made on our routing sheet, we kind of printed it off on the back. Exactly what the information is that is needed for the front. Now, they've only been working on this for a few weeks. And I honestly haven't been at the offices that are working hard on this right now. Mm -hmm office that I've been working at right now, I just had a huge software change. So I've kind of been pulled away. But if they don't have the information on that sheet, everyone's been instructed to say, hey, I can't complete this appointment until this information's done. So I think that it won't take very long to get everybody back in the habit. But it's, there's a lot of things. You, you've got this great system going on and we kind of file it off a little bit. Then we have to kind of remind ourselves, hey, don't forget about this. Let's not forget how we're doing this. Yeah, especially with, uh, you said, so you said there's been a software change. Why? There has. Well, during COVID, while we were off and recovering our practice, we had three locations. We were all using Dentrix, but we wanted our patients to be able to go from office to office with no problem. At that point, it wasn't cloud-based. We had to use LogMeIn to look at the schedule. It was it was just not user-friendly for us. Um, so we started looking into doing some cloud-based softwares. I talked to Jeff. I was like, you know, I really think it's going to be hard, but it's going to make our lives better if we can get through it. And I said, and besides that, it's, you know, 2020. What else? <laughs> you know? What else? Yeah. <laughs> what else? Uh -huh. <laughs> we've, had, we've had such a fun year. Let's keep having fun. And um, <laughs> uh -huh. 
So after a lot of vetting and research, we chose to go with Care Shack and made it through all of that. This office that we just purchased that I'm at right now, we purchased them in October of last year. They were on their own Eagles Soft. So just on Monday, we had our go live day. So we've been doing a lot of training and preparation for them to change their software. And so it, it's done. We're all connected now. Not So then what vetting and researching did you guys do? I mean, because there's a lot of cloud-based softwares, you know, coming up. There are. Well, so I went on Facebook. I have a lot of office manager groups. I went on ADOM. And I was like, hey, cloud-based software, give me what you have, okay? And pros and cons. Well, I basically picked out, I think it was the top four that people had given us. I did just the regular demos. Then we narrowed it down a little bit. So we narrowed it down to three. Once we got those three, that's when we wrote out our very specific questions, needs, concerns. I sent an email with this very long list. And I said, hey, I need these answered. And I even said, please answer them in this form. This format, like, I need them answered this way. They sent it back. They had all these attachments. And I was like, no, that, that's not what I asked. Okay. <laughs> um, we made it down to two softwares and basically made sure all the check boxes matched. I talked to um, some people that had used both of the two softwares, got our list of pros and cons. And we finally, one day, we're like, okay, here we go. We're going to do it. Here's that. They just have so much to offer in one platform. If our team from having seven different logins to seven different platforms, all in one, it's made things a lot easier in the long run. I'm not going to say it was easy at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now that we're in it, it, it's really good. It wasn't easy at first as far as like the transitioning, like taking all the data out, the migrating, all that stuff. No, that was not, that was easy. The hard part was just learning a new workflow. I mean, just a difference of a left click and a right click. You know, like you get so used to what you're doing and how you get there. And that was tough. Just learning the new workflows. The day that we started, bless them, we had one trainer come into town for each office. The Bartlett office that I was at, we had eight operatories going, busy, and one trainer. Once you practice in CareStack, it just doesn't sink in until you're in it. Until you start that first Monday and you're like, everything that I just learned is gone. Where did it go? I know I learned that somewhere. It sounded like, you know, look through a book. Yeah. <laughs> look through a training video. Um, so the first week was pretty rough. You know, maybe like day four, we were feeling better. You know, just getting the basics. That Saturday, we had a huge snowstorm in Memphis. The biggest one since however long. We did not work for an entire week. And we, we came back that Monday. It was like everything was out the window. Had to relearn it all. But you're right. Like, even when I go from like a Mac computer to like uh, Windows, you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, the mm -hmm. Red X is over here. Now it's over here. You know what I mean? Like, even things exactly. like that. Small, yeah. small things. Tiny things. Left click, right click, double click. What? Yeah. So then how long did it take you, would you say, to learn? Because I feel like that's the biggest fear a lot of people have is like, I do want to switch to a more modern you know, high tech or, or care stack. A lot of people want to switch to care stack, but where's the road 
not roadblocks, but like the, the, you know what I mean? You got to slow down for the speed bump kind of thing. I would say to give yourself a good two or three months. To learn. It's just learning the tiny ins and outs. The everyday things, treatment planning, you should know that like within three days. Very simple. Their treatment planning is very simple. All of the clinical part is, I think, very simple. To me, the hardest part was learning their accounting system. Once you got the grasp of it, you're good. When we first started, we had used Dental Intel. We relied on Dental Intel a lot. That was probably one of the biggest factors that kind of almost steered us away from CareStack was that they did not, you couldn't bridge with Dental Intel. So I got with Kevin Cook, who does the analytics at CareStack. And I was like, this is what I would like to see. This is how, you know, I like to track our KPIs. It needs to be easy. We need to see it for each location, but we'd also like to see it on an enterprise level. And he's worked with us hand in hand since we started building the KPIs that we need. The great thing about CareStack is if you have something that you think is going to work good or an easier way, you can let their support team know. They'll put in an enhancement request. And a lot of times your, your feedback is it's heard and they work on it. I don't think one of the bigger companies is going to do that for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So then when betting and everything like that, what were your guys' like specific needs and questions that you, that you sent them? Oh, man, you're going to make me go way back. That's years. You know what's happened in this? <laughs> I was going to have a list small. Like, you know, what, what's the internet speed that we need? <laughs> Here in Memphis, at the time, AT&T, what did, what did they use? The um, fiber. Oh. That was not a thing. So your internet can only go as fast as the company will let it. <laughs> that was a big one. One of the things that was important to me is that things were integrated into this one software. So sending patients reminders, confirmations, a text, you know, text your patients. Is everything in there, you know, uh, digital forms, their health history? How do, does it all write back to the software? Would our, would our documents come over? Um, how would the insurance look? What would the breakdown be? And ha- was it difficult to have everything put in to the insurance, would the fee schedules attach per location from insurance? Because just because Bartlett takes, you know, such and such insurance doesn't mean that another location does. So mm-hmm. that worked, you know, I have those tiny questions. It was, it was like, how's it work? How's it work? How's it work? Is it going to work? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like, you got to be as specific as possible, especially like you're taking out like the nervous system, right? And like switching it into a whole nother cloud-based software. So that's interesting. Yeah, It's pretty awesome. You know, you have a snow day, you have your computer at home, just pull it up, send a mass text. Sorry, we're out for bad day. And it just goes one time. You only have to do it once. Yeah. You don't bring that paper schedule home and try to call every patient from your cell phone and then they have your phone number. (laughs) Yeah. They're calling you on the weekend. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Broken. All right, guys, you heard it from Ashley. This episode is brought to you by CareStack. And CareStack is an awesome, awesome uh, cloud-based dental practice management software. And you can now bring your practice management software everywhere with you. So there's no more having to go to the office, check your schedule, make adjustments, look up data. No, this can be all in the palm of your hand. And CareStack also eliminates all those extra subscriptions you have. I mean, CareStack will simplify your practice, your work, and life. 
and you'll move away from the complexities of using multiple softwares and manage everything you need through one modern cloud dental software. And CareStack will elevate your care. It's going to elevate your patient experience and relationship with your patients. We have a doctor. It's in episode 372. She mentions with CareStack, it wasn't about switching to another dental software, but adopting the technology that has enabled us to reimagine patient experience and connect to our patients like never before. And you can hear more of how she utilizes CareStack in episode 372 of this podcast. So guys, I can keep talking about how great CareStack is, but see it for yourself. They're giving all our listeners a free 10-day trial. Just go to lp.carestack, that's C-A-R-E-S-T-A-C-K.org forward slash The Dental Marketer. So that's lp.carestack.org forward slash The Dental Marketer. And uh, if you want, you can just go in the show notes below too as well. And it's going to be the first link in the show notes below. Click it and you'll get a free 10-day trial. And if you decide to go with CareStack, they will successfully convert and migrate all of your data from whatever existing practice management software you have to CareStack. So go in the show notes below and check that out. All right, let's get back to the episode. Now, transitioning more into the business side of your practice, let's talk about that. Like what can, from what you've seen, Ashley, what can a dentist do today to improve their marketing and business? Maybe something that you've seen where you're like, this, this really needs to be done. Number one, the dentist team, but the dentist also. We have to be intentional about asking for referrals and asking for reviews, especially the Google reviews. Everybody knows that's where, that's where you go to find what you need. I think it's important if you have a great patient that has been coming to your office, they give you one tiny compliment, just leech onto it and say, thank you so much. I love whenever I get to see you. If you have any family or friends, they're just like you looking for a dentist, please, please send them our way. Sometimes the patient's like, oh, you take new patients? You just have to speak up a lot of times. Um, and then for Google reviews, we have a QR code on the back of our appointment cards. And so if they give you a compliment, you're writing that appointment card. Hey, thanks for those compliments. Would you mind giving us a Google review? You just have to scan the QR code. And they're like, oh, okay. And sometimes they'll just do it while they're waiting on the doctor. They're small things, but people look into all of those things. Like they definitely look into your reviews. Also, I think just a dentist could chill a little bit, <laughs> be more personable with their patients, spend a little extra time with them. I'm not saying like have a two-hour conversation, but even if they don't know the patient that well, it's kind of part of the handoff is for our hygienist to, you know, leave a little note, just went to Disney, a new job. That way the doctor comes in, they're like, oh, hey, Ashley, how's it going? Katie told me that you're going to Disney. Hey, how's that new job going? It makes a difference to the patient. The patient feels like, you know, that like you're involved with their life. And so they're comfortable. They like coming in. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I know you guys do like the, you're intentional about asking for the referrals and the Google reviews. When does that not happen? Is it when like the doctor's like triple booked, t- double booked or something where they're like, I don't have time to conversate with them? Or when is it? I think it's sometimes if they're not kind of prompted on what to talk about, they don't know, you know, and so they might be like, just fly in here and there. I have real talkative doctors at um, patients, <laughs> so it's good. I just think that patients want to be known on a personal level. They don't want to be your patient. We want to do everything that a regular physician's office, everything that you hate about going there. 
We want to do it differently. You know, the awful, you remember those sliding glass doors? Yeah. Right. No. We want to greet all of our patients with a smile, with a friendly face. Know who they are when they're coming through the door. Be on turn. Pay attention. Stay on stage. Keep your phone away. Make sure your attention's on the people in front of you. And it makes the biggest difference. Yeah, I like that. And it kind of starts off with what you said, right? Like the hygienist or the assistant or the front office kind of has to be like, hey, they mentioned, you know, their kids off today (laughs) or whatever, right? Like uh, any little detail. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Okay, awesome. So now these next questions are just to get into the head of someone who isn't totally involved on the clinical side of dentistry, meaning like you're not always pulling out teeth or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. what would you like to see more from a dentist? Although we kind of talked about it a little bit. You said they need to show Yeah. More communication. More more communication. Honestly, it's the clinical, the doctor communicating with the front office team, part of the handoff. Um, The better each department is communicating, the more smoothly we can, the smoother our days are going to be. If the assistant knows that we have this Invisalign case that needs to be delivered, but no one's told the front office, the patient's not magically going to get on the book. Yeah, that's but, true. So, do you know what I mean? Or if the front knows that the patient is running 10 minutes late instead of um, the team member calling them, hey, where are you? Oh, just go back there and tell, hey, they're running 10 minutes late. Because if not, it looks like you're not communicating with each other. If you know that your patient's had a big surgery, you might want to let the clinician know because sometimes those people, they've, read that health history and they're like, oh no, nothing's changed. They're like, oh, you didn't have a bypass? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've seen that happen, Ashley, where they're like in the chair and then they're like, oh, and you're like, what? I thought you were supposed to have it. And they're like, no, they just had surgery and I'm, none of us figured it out or none of us asked or you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, even- ask more questions instead of saying uh, anything changed in your health history. Still taking this for this, you know, this medication for this. Is there anything new? And it kind of triggers the patient to remember, oh, yeah, I did have a heart attack. (laughs) I did have a heart attack. So do you discuss all this during like the morning huddle afternoon? You know what I mean? When like whenever there's dropped balls, are you like, okay, yesterday we dropped the ball. There was enough communication. You know what I mean? Uh, We try to use our morning huddle to go over important things about the patients that are on the schedule that day. If there's new patients and we know where the problem is in the mouth. It's great to talk about it before the patient gets in because the front office has spent their time on the phone asking them, where's your problem? What's going on with it? So patients already told you there. Then they come back to the back and you have to, oh, and what are you here for? Oh, okay. Yeah. And the patient's like, well, did you not hear me when I told you? I mean, you don't like to have to repeat yourself as a person. And we want to show our patients that we're paying attention to them. For the people that are on the schedule for that day, if they're running late, we have, or they're not going to make it, or, you know, they had to cancel. We like to just send a little message through Iris. That's our communication system within CareStack. We can just send a message to that provider. It'll pop up on their computer and that way they know without having to get up and come find out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How long are your morning huddles normally? I'm like 15 minutes. Okay. So right in the morning, every morning? Every morning. Okay, you guys just discuss like the patients, what they're going through, like name it or no? Yeah, if there's a patient that has a balance, 
We like to bring that up. We highlight their balance on their routing sheet. That way it brings more attention to the front whenever they bring that routing sheet because we're going to bring that routing sheet up every time, remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time we're going to have that routing sheet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it just keeps everyone on the lookout. Um, we talked about things, you know, how the day before went. If we had any big wins, we talk about what's coming up for the day, who are good patients to ask for referrals or reviews from, anything that we see that could go wrong on the schedule. You mm. see difficult patient going through the schedule, you know, hey, front office, if we have any emergencies, this would probably be the best place to put them. Or, hey, if we have patients that have treatment that they'd like to do same day and convert them into um, a restorative patient for the day, this is a good place that we could do that. Yeah, I like that. Anything you guys discuss, anything you see that could go wrong on the schedule. So give me like an example like of that. How, how does that work? Um, let's just say you have a patient that it takes 20 minutes for them to get known or you know that they're very anxious. Talk about it. That way, everybody is aware. You know, we could run a little bit behind. And if we do, hey, rest of the team, can you pick up the slack, pay attention to the schedule? If everyone's watching the schedule, they can have each other's back. But especially if you point it out, it kind of helps. Oh, things might be tough right there today. So let's all keep our eyes open and have each other's back a little bit more than we normally would. Gotcha. I like that a lot. Okay. Okay, cool. So then... Other question I wanted to ask you right now in the industry, dentistry, what do you hate or dislike about dentistry? Well, the easy answer is insurance. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. The easy answer is insurance. Um, I hate that patients are just so reliant on their insurance that they allow the insurance to dictate their care as opposed to the actual doctor who knows best. Mm-hmm. Some patients are just so insurance driven. If their insurance doesn't pay for it, if you're not in that work, it's a no-go. I mean, sometimes you can explain to the patient, yes, we're out of network. You may have a little additional fee and they're okay because they love you. Mm -hmm. But insurance driven patient, they don't even want to step in your door. But I also hate when insurance does dictate what a patient can have done. I think that we know that an implant is the better option for most patients as opposed to a big old partial or a bridge mm -hmm. because their insurances, they don't have implant coverage. They're not going to do it. I just, I, the fact that the insurance can dictate so much. Um, at Bellano, we, we do have a savings plan that we love, promote it like crazy, just because it gives the patients an, op an option outside of insurance. It also puts the control of a patient's care back into the patient's hands and not into an insurance company's hands. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Is that what you tell the... So for example, like what do you say to someone who's like, hey, your insurance is not, is not covering this. It's not going to cut it. You know what I mean? And then they're like, oh, well, I can't. I can't. I only whatever the insurance does. What do you say to that? So if someone says they only want to do what the insurance says, first of all, I can't argue with them if that's all they want to do. Yeah. We can just keep explaining what the better option is for that patient. They get to choose at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, it's still the insurance dictating what they're going to have done. We've got patients that have come in with, you know, plans that are not great. 
and we still offer him a savings plan and we can't take both of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for $299 a year, you get to do whatever you want to do. I mean, you get a discount on the actual treatment and it handles the preventive part, but that way they are not bound by their restrictions. There are no restrictions. There is no um, yearly limit for a savings plan. You can have everything done that you want to have done. Um, I think the more that we explain that to them, the more they understand. Now, of course, we have some patients that are, you know, they they think it's like a hoax or uh, (laughs) whatever. We just give them the numbers. If you did this, it will cost you this. If you did this, you know, um, but our savings plan has been super important to us. So many of our patients have really benefited from the savings plan. Yeah, that's good. How how often in a month would you say you normally sell a savings plan? Well, okay, it's going to depend on the kind of office you have. We have a lot of patients signing up. I know um, the particular location I'm in at this moment, they had 20 patients sign up for their savings plan in March. That's really good. That's fantastic. Yeah, two ninety nine at each one. And then, you know what I mean? And then they can do whatever they want on top of it. Yeah. That's really, really good. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, okay. So then one of the other questions I wanted to ask you is throughout this time that you've been in dentistry, what do you absolutely love about it? What do you love about dentistry? Oh my gosh. I love watching a team build into a cohesive unit. I like watching the team really get each other's backs, watching them all work together and for the greater good, not they're, they're doing it for the, they do it for our patients. Yeah. As long as we're taking good care of our team, we know they're going to take great care of our patients. And when a team comes together, it's just awesome. Some days, like I get to work, we do our huddle. I'm like, how are we going to win? Let's win this day. Even though it sounds corny, it's important to all feel like you can win the day. It doesn't have to be, I can't imagine going somewhere for nine hours of my life every day that I didn't like. I want everybody to feel that way. Um, But we, yeah, I love seeing patients leave our office that are happy because they got that excellent care and they're no longer in pain or they love the way they look now. Or I love whenever we get to read those Google reviews. They're like, thank you so much for taking great care of me. This office, they're so personable and they really care. Those are the things I absolutely love. Yeah, like the happy patients, happy team. You like optimistic stuff. You like being positive, happy, right? Like, you're right. Nobody ever wants to start their day off like, oh, I don't care about the day. You know what I mean? No. That's, would you even no. want that person on your team? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, that's a, that's a no for me, but. <laughs> Awesome, Ashley. So that one last question I want to ask you is, I guess, like putting your shoes in like the outside world in the sense of like, you know, a lot about dentistry, right? So try and put yourself outside of it. What do you think needs to change for like just the general population to be more open to dentistry? Um, I think that we have to help the general public understand the link between good oral care and total health. What's happening? in your mouth is a great indicator of someone's health. A lot of periodontal disease and heart disease are directly linked together. There's not many people that really do know or understand that. Um, And I just think the more that we help patients understand the systemic link of oral care to their total health, the more people that we can help and reach. I think that um, patients are also afraid. They're afraid of money and they're afraid of pain. 
Well, those two things also go hand in hand. If you can help your patient find a solution to afford the small thing that they need, it's not going to grow into the big painful thing that hurts that they really cannot afford. It breaks my heart sometimes when somebody's like, oh, it doesn't hurt, so I'm not going to have it done. I'm like, but it's going to. That's the thing, you know, and when it does start to hurt, it's going to be like, you know, it's really going to hurt. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to get rid of that pain. Um, so that that's also really important for me as well. I like that. I like that. Trying to find the small things to take care of the small stuff right now or else it's going to be too way out of control. Right. Right. Uh, and that's going to cause something really drastic. So awesome. I get that. I get that a lot. Ashley, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. But before we say goodbye. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you if they have any questions or concerns or anything like that? Well, so we have a website, bellanodental.com, B-E-L-L-A-N-O, dental.com. Um, or they can email me, ashley.hanson, H-A-N-S-O-N, at bellanodental.com. We're always available here. Awesome. So guys, that's all going to be in the show notes below. So definitely go in the show notes below and check it out. And Ashley, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure and we'll hear from you soon. Thank you. Ashley, thank you so much for being on this podcast. And guys, thank you so much as always for tuning in. And don't forget, if you are thinking about going cloud-based, right? Maybe you're tired of having all these ITs or maybe you're a startup and you're like, oh my God, the IT cost is so expensive to have all the servers or anything like that. Or you just want to have all your subscriptions in one place and uh, not have all these bills. You just want something much, much more modern and intuitive. Don't forget, you can try CareStack for free. Um, if you currently have Dentrix, EagleSoft, PracticeWorks, or SoftDent, uh, they all let you do the scheduling, the treatment, planning, billing, and collections, appointments, and reminders. But CareStack allows you to do all that and online appointments, online forms, curbside check-in, reputation management, contactless payments, so you can pay through text messages even, uh, insurance verification, business analytics, and, and so much more, guys. It's not just the software. So they provide you with training, and I'm talking about from learning how to engage millennial team members to decoding bundled insurance plans. They provide those type of webinars and one-on-one -on -one training with you guys. So CareStacks provides you with resources from experts who will teach you how to better manage your team, market your practice, and increase case acceptance and more. And remember, it's especially made for also those who have uh, or plan to have multiple practices. Instead of having to get EagleSoft for one practice and then EagleSoft for a second practice, all you have to do is get CareStack once and you have a cloud-based practice management software for all your locations. So go to lp.carestack.org forward slash the dental marketer for a free 10 day trial. And you'll also get 10% off your annual subscription plus 50% off your setup fee. Again, that's lp.carestack.org forward slash the dental marketer. Or you can just go in the show notes below and it's the first link in the show notes below. Just click it and check them out first. Test them. And if you like what they do, if you like everything that they're doing, then you're going to get 10% off your annual subscription and plus you'll get 50% off your setup fee when you use the link below. So make sure you use the link below. Alrighty guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you in the next episode.